mic's on, he's ready to go On the fan, New York Sports Radio Mic's on, mic's on He'll get you the sports any way that he can It's Mike Francis on the fan Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM from the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesa on the fan on this football Friday, the first day of December. So we have made it to December, and now we are two weeks away from uh, my final program. I just saw Bart Scott walk to the building, um, so you know. So uh, I've seen the. Uh, other folks who will man that show walk into the building in recent days, so they already are, you know, in and about as it is now two weeks away. Uh, on the 14th, we'll do the show from the uh, Paley Center, the Museum of TV and Radio, and uh, we'll give away tickets to that throughout the day today, starting the 2 o'clock hour, so listen up for that. We'll do the uh, Football Sunday show, the show that we called the NFL now all those years until the NFL desperately needed the name back and then really did nothing with it. Uh, they needed it back for an app and then after I had it for all those years, and then uh, really did nothing with the name. It didn't go anywhere. Uh, but we had to change it to Football Sunday, uh, so I will do that show from Mulcahy's, which is sold out uh, on the uh, 10th. So we'll see everybody there. The show starts at 9, gates, uh, the doors open at 8.30. Um, you might go to the website and see if there's a ticket left. Yesterday there was about 10. That's the one I went off the air. Uh, so I believe it's a sellout. That's what John Murray sent me, the message that it was, but you can check. Uh, and we have a busy football show, as you would today, with all the regulars, as you would expect. Daniel said on what will be a very interesting college football weekend. If you like college football, this is a fun weekend to put the pieces together and get to the Final Four. If you're interested in the Heisman Trophy, that will get uh, voted on. The deadline for those who vote, including myself, is Monday. I always wait till Monday to vote. Mons votes for me on the on the computers, but I'll give him the answers on Monday before 5 because I like to wait for these games to be over this, this uh, weekend before I make a decision. Um, but obviously there's a heavy favorite as we speak. Uh, and all the scenarios. And then Donnie Baseball will join us today, Don Mattingly, in the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, another one of the guys who was one of the big figures. Maybe, I was thinking about this, quite possibly the most popular performer, most popular player in this town in the history of the fan has been Don Mattingly. I, I could tell you, the, if you've ever been at a, at a function with Don Mattingly, the reaction is out of this world. It's... His popularity has never waned. He is beloved by baseball fans and especially Yankee fans. They worship the guy and might be the most popular figure ever in the history of this station. That's how, you know, even though his time did not eclipse a lot of it, it was the first argument, which we alluded to yesterday, the Mattingly Wool Clock. But uh, Donnie Baseball joins us at 2 o'clock, so we'll chat with him uh, on Tuesday we have Jeter, on Wednesday we have A-Rod, we got some surprises coming for you next week also, we have some other big guests coming next week, uh, and look ahead to Tom Coughlin, uh, David Stern, uh, Dick Vermeil, uh, um, a bunch more, we got a lot, we got a lot coming up in the next two weeks, a lot coming up, we have uh, 10 shows left. And uh, we got a lot to jam into those 10 shows. Uh, and we will give away the uh, tickets to the Paley Center uh, later today, starting in the 2 o'clock hour. A lot going on as we start this weekend. Kansas City comes in to take on the Giants. I mean, Kansas City comes in to take on the Jets. Giants go out to the coast, and we know what's going on there. And there has been this reaction, especially since John Mara talked and said, hey, we botched it. 
miscommunication, the whole thing. I should have been here. I wasn't. We didn't expect the reaction to be the way it was. We didn't expect all. So he was very unhappy. It was very clear how unhappy he was with the way it was handled. Today, McAdoo talked about that. Talk gave his view on the subject. Let's listen. I was upfront and honest with Eli, and uh, I don't have any regrets there. Do you feel like the way it was conveyed to John, the way it was conveyed to Eli, he, he seemed to think that if Eli was playing well, he could keep playing, and the, you, know, you guys were winning. I was honest. Uh, I was upfront with Eli, and uh, I don't have any regrets with the way it was handled. Did John know that the plan was for you? And you said halftime. John sort of seemed to think it wasn't a hard like deadline here. He was going to play the first half or the second half. Was there... Is that a specific thing that you told Eli half, you know, play the first half and then the second half? We, we, were on the same, we were on the same page with how it was going to be handled. John didn't seem like he was on the same page, though, what he said to us. We were on the same page. He, John said that Jerry told him that you guys, you and Jerry, had discussed this plan, I guess, before John went to Jerry. When, when did you guys start discussing this? We were on the same page. Have you talked to John this week, then? I have not talked to John recently, no. Is it more difficult for you when you have to answer every question pretty much about this when the GM doesn't speak? No. No, I'm, I'm comfortable with the way we handle public relations. <laughs> Was this, did you guys decide to do this because you were eliminated from the playoffs, I guess? It's a decision based off of us being 2-9. and nine. We're 2-9, and nine, we're out of contention. We need to make sure we evaluate the roster top to bottom. And the best way to do that is by putting a game plan together, having players prepare for a game, and go out and perform. But weren't you out of contention at 2-8? When we were mathematically eliminated. So if you were still in mathematically alive, if the numbers had come in last week, Eli would be starting. That's a hypothetical, but we were mathematically eliminated, and this is the, the direction we decided to go. Ben, how committed to Gino in this game can you be? And obviously, I haven't played in a while. If he's rusty and he struggles... I mean, will you leave him in there, or is there a chance you'd turn back to Eli? I'm confident in Gino. I'm not going into the game thinking that way. Uh, no one is. He's had a good week of preparation, good week of practice. He's played football in this league. Uh, I'm excited to see him go out there and play in the, in the Giants uniform. Would you be uncomfortable at all if you had to go back to Eli after this week? Absolutely. Eli's a pro. He'll be ready to go if, if his number's called. Would be a, would be, how different would that be for you to have to call on him as a sort of reserve I haven't done it before, so it would be different, but it wouldn't be awkward. It's part of the game. Ben, will you have two or three quarterbacks active Sunday? That's uh, that's a question I'm not uh, willing to answer at this point. Under the original plan that was presented to Eli in the first place, he would start the first half, and then the reins would be turned over to Geno in the second. If Eli had a solid first half, would the plan change? Would he continue to play the game, or would or you would you still have gone to Geno? I already answered those questions. You had said earlier in the week that, uh, as of when we talked to you, that Davis's reps, his practice routine hadn't changed at all. Has he seen any increased action in practice uh, over the last couple of days? And the idea of getting him ready to play at some point? Yeah, we will. We're going to address that soon. But he hasn't yet. He he has not yet. Correct. Are you concerned at all that John's comments indicate there might have been some sort of miscommunication between you two? No, I'm confident and comfortable with the way we communicate and the open lines of communication. Ben, this is such a unique situation, and a lot of your players in the locker room have, have reacted to some degree, some have not at all. Are you comfortable that they'll go into Sunday's game motivated? 
ready to play, ready to play and protect Gino, all of all that goes into this change. Are you confident that in a competitive your players will be ready. Yeah, I think the players uh, will be at their best. Uh, it's their job. They're pros. Uh, again, you know, when you look at it from a player's perspective and empathizing with the players, uh, they go through this each and every day. Most of the guys in the locker room, uh, you know, are in jeopardy of losing their job at some point in time. Um, job security in this league is tough. I think they're aware of that. I think they understand that. I think uh, they also, uh, you know, feel blessed to, to be in a locker room with Eli. Uh, but with that being said, I think they'll go out. I think they'll play hard. They'll play hard for each other. They'll, they'll rally around Gino and put put their best foot forward. Eli's former teammates uh, with the Giants have been incredibly critical publicly of this move. Have you addressed that at any level? No. I, but listen, uh, it's an emotional decision. I understand it. I get it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a part of it. You know, I think part of the demeanor we see from you, I don't know that we get that you think it's that emotional decision. Again, you have to separate the emotions and your feelings and uh, make a decision with what you feel is right for the organization moving forward. One more. You made, a point, to, you made a point to say that it's not all on Eli, that you guys are 2-9. I mean, have you sensed that perception anywhere? Do people think it is all on Eli? No. No, but I think it's important when you make a change, you, you you state the reason for the change, and it's to evaluate the roster top to bottom, and you have to take the emotions out of it, you have to take the accomplishments out of it, and uh, evaluate the roster. It doesn't mean it's the end of the road for anybody. Well, there was one more over here. How are you deciding when to increase Davis's reps in practice? We have a plan in place for that. Thank you. They have a plan in place for everything, except none of it works. Um, clearly, what you heard here today now, and he is a peon nightmare when he's up in front of the media. I mean, he just he's completely unlikable, and he just hurts himself every time he's up there. But clearly, he hasn't talked to the owner. The owner, without question, anyone who listened to what he said, stated that this was not handled to his liking. He made it very clear. And you just had the coach say, we had no problem with communications. We were on the same page. He strongly stated we were on the same page. There's no question that the owner is significantly angry about what went on here. Significantly. You've also seen the two coordinators come out in incredible praise of Eli in the the Spags and Sullivan. Both come out in incredible praise of Eli in the last day. So almost separating themselves from the head coach. You can almost feel something happen in here. I mean, it almost it, it, it almost like makes me feel like something's happening here. I, I'm almost get that feeling now. You know that this bears very close watching this weekend because I just got, I just got that feeling. I really do that this is going to come to a boil here very quickly. So we're going to see what happens. This might not last to the end of the season um, because they. I mean, that's not the message that Mara sent. He thinks it is the message Mara sent. It's not. It's, if anyone listens to Mara and saw what he said, knows it wasn't the case. So, I mean, the giant problems continue. Now Geno's the quarterback. He did not make it about evaluation at the time. He made it about who was, this gave us the best chance to win the game, which is what caused all the, the entire thing to begin with. It was very poorly presented. It was very poorly hatched, which the owner even admitted. 
So that's where we are as far as that. Then on top of that, you have the other issue. You have the NFL continuing with its problems with the protests. You have the Thanksgiving ratings. Now, they did have bad games on Thanksgiving. They had the ratings down significantly on Thanksgiving. And you have Vernon making the comments that he made. Now, he has not, he has not uh, backed off being one of the lone giants to take a knee during the national anthem. He has continued to do it. He stated today that, or yesterday, that he has heard fans behind him make comments, derogatory comments while he did it from the stands, and he said that's fine as long as they stay in the stands. And he also said this, which is a line that if this didn't make the Giants stop in their tracks, I don't know what would. If the fans don't like it, stay home. The words you never want to hear uttered as an owner is have anybody, they don't like it if they hear it from outsiders. They don't like it when they hear it from the media. They call and complain. The one thing that will get an owner to pick up the phone and call and complain is if a sportscaster tells the audience to stay home. They don't even think that's fair of the sportscaster to say that. You now have one of your premier players who now told the Giant fans, if you don't like it, stay home. How does he think he gets paid? You just told the audience, blank you. You don't like it, stay home. That is the worst comment that a player could ever make at a, about a team game played in front of paying customers that you are telling them if you don't like it, stay home. That, that sends the flashing lights off inside a stadium, inside a franchise. Because to an owner, that's, you, you, you're doing the one thing that you cannot do as a person who runs a business, and that is run your customers away. So his comment, I mean, is one that I can't even imagine what the reaction was internally to that comment. If you don't like it, stay home. So on top of everything, this 2-9 and nine team that is going to go play in Oakland this week. And the only reason you don't know what to expect is because you just don't know what's up with Oakland because they've been so erratic this year. If it was the Oakland team of last year, my God, this game would have been scary. But this team has been so erratic, I don't even know what to expect from Oakland, the way they've played this year. I mean, they've gotten rid of their coordinators. They've played miserably. They've got their own issues. They've been a big disappointment, although not to the extent of the Giants, but they've been a big disappointment this year. But then they come home. They play a Cowboy team that will still believe it's alive after yesterday. That will have a gazillion Cowboy fans having bought up all the Giant tickets. So that's going to be like a Cowboy home game. Followed by the Eagles, followed by the Redskins on Christmas, on New Year's Eve. The three division teams still coming in. And now, on top of everything that's going on, you now have the benching of your franchise star. And on top of that, now you have a player who's been in and out of the lineup all year who you paid a ton of money to last year and played well last year. Telling the fans, if you don't like me, Nealon, stay home. How much worse can it get for the Giants? Back after this. 